Joining us now on Root of the Matter is Tommy with Ag Bull Media and also a broker, you said. Um, talk to me a little bit about what you were sharing with the folks here at the, at the Grain Conference here in Tennessee today. Well, we brought up three key points. The points are this, that uh, we got to identify that something changed dramatically over the last year, and that's interest rates. We also have to talk about what that effect is on the market. We're in a three-year bull market here in commodity markets. It's been incredible. There's a lot of wealth that's been accumulated in agriculture, a lot of wealth in farmland. And then the last part was we need to go back and study history. The last time this happened in the 70s, it didn't end well for people in the 80s. Is there anything we could learn from 1980? And we talked about that podcast, not mine, but the podcast called Escaping 1980. So I suggested to everyone in the room to listen to it. It's like going to college but not having to take the test. And farmers right now, you know, for instance, row crop farmers, they may see the commodity prices at, at high levels right now, but the inflation, the rise in input cost, it really doesn't balance out to where they're making a whole lot of extra money at this point, right? Correct. So I am a commodity broker at Advanced Trading. We help farmers and ranchers hedge product. And yes, the cost of production is now catching up to the price. The price of last year's old crop bushels is still very high, but when you look at new crop bushels, it's, uh, it's starting to become a challenge. If corn breaks another 50 cents and beans break another dollar, we could be at uh, cost of production or below right as we come into spring crop insurance. So the farmer has no insurance, very little sold, and the markets are inching lower on the new crop, and it's starting to make people, to your point, a little nervous because that cost of production, now we're gonna, maybe we grow $6 corn and it costs us $6 to grow it. Well, that, nobody likes working for free. And you mentioned that as far as inflation is concerned, come down a little bit, but it's still at record highs. I mean, going from 7 to 8% to 6%, I mean, moving in the right direction, but that's still at a very high level, the highest since you mentioned the late 70s, early 80s. Correct. My analogy was it would be like your kids getting F's in school and all of a sudden they come home and you take them out and celebrate for getting a D or a C minus. So we have a long way to go. And inflation's a very challenging thing. It's hard. Our government only has so many tools to calm it. And as you hear these stories, you probably covered it yourself, the $6 eggs, you're like, when's it going to end? And it's, it's interesting. It's a conundrum. And we can learn a lot from this because it's going to set the future of agriculture here, what we've just went through. And you mentioned that there aren't a whole lot of tools to to, to solve this problem. I mean, what, what is the answer to this problem? Is there an answer to, to, to solve this? Well, we have a few tools and uh, farmers as president and CEO of their farm, they, they have tools they can use. It's taking the action. It's getting forward sold. It's getting forward protected. Unfortunately, my solution or my answer to your question is buying insurance. If we're scared the market can go down, we want to buy downside insurance. That's called a put option. Of course, farmers don't want to spend the money. I guess my thinking is you spend 30 cents to protect the downside or you take the risk of possibly losing $3 or maybe that's a little much. But corn could easily go down $2 and it would cost 25 cents to protect it. Spend the 25 and hope it goes up or, or watch it go down and wish you spent the 25. In one way or the other, I believe you're going to pay. The market wants its money back. It gave the agricultural community an incredible amount of cash. So the United States government, it's slowly going to try to take that money back from you. And a lot, a lot of people talk about the, the spending from the federal government driving a lot of this. I mean, is that something that you think is definitely a driving force in, in this inflation, uh, the, the trillions of dollars spent, too much money in the economy, so to speak? Yeah, 0% interest rates, artificially low interest rates for multiple years to help us get out of the pandemic 
it finally caught up to us. Interest rates weren't low, they went to zero. If you had good credit, you could borrow unlimited amounts of cash, you could buy a home with it, you could start a business. It worked. The economy boomed. The stock market went back all the way out and took out record highs. And then the inflation showed up, not only in America, but the world. There's countries around the world that have much worse inflation than we do. And as I had said, it's the largest tax ever on the world's poor. It's, you know, rich people will be okay if they have to spend more on eggs, spend more on fuel for their jet. But for the poor people, lower middle class, middle class, it's the largest tax raise ever. Inflation's a cancer. I don't necessarily have a solution. That's the job of the Federal Reserve to do monetary policy. And they've been very aggressive raising rates. And for farmers, I mean, their, their margins are already tied anyways in a lot of our smaller operations. They don't have a whole lot of room to, to budge, so to speak, when it comes to higher input costs and, and things like that. Very challenging for them, and I'm sure you see that too. Mm -hmm. Labor is by far, so if you're talking about a small farm in Kentucky, Tennessee, labor is going to be the big issue, just finding someone to help you. And then, of course, you know, the input prices, a bag of corn is a bag of corn pretty much for everyone, fertilizers. Uh, the, the positive note, the little things I could see that are better. Fuels come down tremendously. Natural gas has come down tremendously. Things are less bad, less worse, however you want to say it positively. We have definitely stopped going up in commodity prices, but we haven't exactly uh, collapsed. For example, gold just made a multi-multi-month high the other day. Not that anyone's eating gold, but it is a commodity that people are watching. So the metals have really perked up here, and there's uh, a lot of volatility in the commodity market. So for that, that farmer who maybe has a, a smaller operation, uh, you mentioned maybe uh, insurance, that sort of things, to kind of uh, ride the so storm, so to speak. Uh, but what can the, the smaller operations do to, to get through the, this time period that we're in? Well, you want to operate from cash. So if you're holding grain, you want to sell that grain, turn it into cash, pay down operating. If you have extra money, you want to start earning interest and stop paying interest. That's within your control. You're also going to have to tighten the, the, the belt loop. I'm sure there's still enough cash from the, the prosperous years we've had, but that's slowly going to start to go away. And if it happens quickly, that's going to come to a shock to some. Any other final thoughts or anything that we've missed about all this that you'd like to say? Well, the good folks down here were awesome to visit with, yourself included. There's a lot of optimism in this room, and I think Tennessee's got a, a great story. There's a reason tens of thousands of people are moving down here. It's a wonderful place. Just save a little bit of room for the farmers, that's all.